IWEP Network. It's in the pod. You're doing too much. I'm doing too much, of course. But <laughs> this guy, he picks me up, and I was like, "Oh shoot, blank!" Like his name. I didn't say that. I didn't say the bad word. Blank gets mixed up in that. <laughs> Can you imagine if I, if I called him the name as soon as I got in his car? <laughs> let's just say. Let's just say Tommy. Welcome back, I'm Mario. Welcome back, I'm Chris. We're two Diablo friends talking about the things that we like, tackling a plethora of subjects, telling stories instead of going to therapy, and hoping you'll laugh the pain away with us. We hope so. Welcome back, talk is our, uh, our, I guess our new flagship. Is that how we're doing this? I now? don't know, man. It's it, the listens are up. People are liking it. I'm enjoying it. If you like content. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back talk is, is what we've been posting the most regularly. If you've only been hopping in for our uh, subject episodes where we deep dive just one specific topic, we're happy to have you. We're happy to keep you there, but uh, I encourage you guys hop over to the other thing as well. Neither mm-hmm. one stopping, but uh, just want to let you guys know that's another thing to try out. If you are on the IWEP network, I think at this point in time, welcome back talk isn't on there. Correct. Um, but if that ends up being like the main, main thing, we might have to so start true. posting there. So who knows? But if you're on the IWP network, be sure to check out our main channel to check out Welcome Back Talk. Um, and also check out all the other great shows on the IWP network. But today, we're sitting here. We're hanging out. We're at the lunch table. Mm-hmm. We got our tater tots. We got our pizza, our pizza mm-hmm. squares. Right? And we're inviting you over I to our table. I can't have pizza or tater tots. I'm on keto. Oh, dang. I'm... Having what 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 are the keto options? I don't know, man. Just meat and cheese, <sighs> meat and cheese, man. babe. Pull up anyway. He's got himself a lunchable. He's <laughs> handing you the crackers. Be sure to join us at this table. We're not going to vote you off as we're starting our conversation on <laughs> great callback bullying, bullying. Yes, woo, an appropriate callback as well. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a wonder wonderful uh, time to just sit down and think about all the people who made you feel bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> should we should we I don't know we didn't put it in the notes but should we discuss how bullying works and how important it is <laughs> sort of It kind of is. It kind of <laughs> is important. Like yeah. bullying just like pranks can go way too far. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Like everyone gives a like I bully Emily sometimes and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. there's some kind bullying. Uh but primarily we're going to be talking about the serious bullying, uh, right. targeted bullying, making fun of someone, making them feel like trash. Um I was talking to Emily before this, and she said that this might not be the episode for everyone. Are you sure you want to make that episode? Well, yes, because Chris and I had this idea, and <laughs> this podcast is we're the main audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have a conversation on Friday. The episode will be posted on Monday, and then when I first get to work on Monday, I turn it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had this conversation. Now I'm listening to it. You know. Uh, but if this conversation makes you feel uncomfortable, feel free to tune away. Yeah. Check out another episode, maybe. If, if you don't want to talk about bullies, maybe hop on over to our love episode. Maybe that'll make you feel a little better. Uh, but I think that this is something that as adults, we kind of stop talking about. Yeah, like, I would agree. You experience it as a kid. You barely, you kind of hide it out of shame and don't talk about it. And then you grow up and it's like, oh, I'm going to keep talking about this thing that happened to me as a kid. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're on our way to redefining what masculinity is. Yeah, and Chris here. And so we're going to talk about our feelings, talk about our life experiences. But before we do, to kind of break the ice, 
Yeah. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna be hitting some of the feels, I think, at least, you know, talking about some of these things that even to this day hang over our heads. But before we do, let's break the ice a little bit by going down the Taco Bell sauce scale rankings for bullies in TV and media. And if you're new to Welcome Back, it's been a while since we've done it. So if you're new, we use, we rate things all the time and we use the TBS uh, scale, Taco Bell sauce scale. And uh, that means that we will take the five sauces of Taco Bell and we will assign the thing that we're rating one of the five sauces. The five sauces are, and I will get it right today, mild. Nope. I already got it wrong. <laughs> Verde. I was like, that Verde. seems like that's not going to work. Verde, mild, hot, fire, and Diablo. Those are so the Diablo being the best and Verde yeah. being the worst. Correct. But as we've established several times over, just because it's Verde doesn't mean it's bad. But in this ranking system, we're probably going to, uh, who knows? Who knows how we're going to use Verde this time? It might be a little, sure. might be a little funky, but, uh, but yeah, I think we should hop right into it. Let's go ahead. Take a look at these bullies here. Yeah. I know of this bully. Uh-huh. And I know that you're a huge fan of the series. Uh, tell me a little bit about Binky from Ar- Arthur. When I think about um, bullies in pop culture, Binky is the first bully that comes to mind. So, however, I don't know how I don't know if you've dis- given much thought to how you're going to do this ranking. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to I'm going for like effectiveness as a bully. Um, but really, for me, it's going to take commitment. So, like the less redemption that a bully has the higher they're going to get so gotcha. a problem for binky is that Bin- binky does ballet and so that was a big problem for binky and it kind of worked this redemption arc of like you know he kind of stopped you know bullying people less he bullied people less because he he saw well how hurtful bullying could be so all that said i think binky is probably see uh, he's probably a hot i'm gonna put him right in the middle because he certainly he certainly did some effective bullying in his time Okay. All right. I don't know anything about Binky, so I'm I'm willing to just join you right there on the hot level. Okay. Um now jumping from that hot to another hot, let's talk about Regina George um from the Mean Girls movie. I think um there's not there's not really any like acknowledgement from her on what uh B word she is. Yeah, I was wondering. Like there's full commitment and she rides it out until she gets she doesn't get pushed in front of a bus, but she goes out in front of a bus. Spoiler alert. And then, and then milks it for prom queen. Yeah. Right? So, like, she didn't learn anything. Doesn't right? It seemed that way. Oh, she didn't get... Did she get prom queen or not? No, Lindsay Lohan gets it and breaks up the crown and throws everyone. Regardless. Oh, oh, yeah. That sounds right. She Through the end, she was trying to get the prom queen thing. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm a huge jerk and popular. And then she gets hurt. And then, like, I'm still a huge jerk and popular, but maybe I'll get sympathy votes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I think Regina George, I think she's she might be a Diablo bully for me. Yeah, she's she's up there, man. Okay. If you if you wanna if you're in high school, if you're one of Chris's students from from uh uh what is it, Apex? Yeah. If you guys are in youth group and you're and you're learning about the Lord, uh-huh. um why don't you guys go ahead and, and consider do you want to be living right or do you want to build your testimony? And if you want to build your testimony and you're still in high school, start living like Regina George. <laughs> That's a weird, a weird track you just took there. <laughs> but you got there. You reached yeah. the destination. Yeah. It's it's the it's not the destination, it's the journey. It's right? all about the journey. All that. over the place. And mm-hmm. so while we're in school, a lot of these a lot of these bullies are gonna be young. But while we're in school, I think we should hop over to 
across the pond, if you will. I will. Over onto the magical world of Hogwarts. What's the magical world of Harry Potter? What, what do they call their place? Just it's the just magical Earth. world? Yeah, it's just the same universe as ours, except better. But, like, once you go into the magic place, is it like, welcome to magic, England, you know? <laughs> Like a, Great question. I don't think it isn't it just a place. Like, can't Muggles get there if they just like know where to go? Or I think so. If like someone like accidentally, train. well, they tap on like the wall and it just opens up. What if he's accidentally just you forgot to close it and then some like random guy walks in. He picks up a stick, you know. So everyone thinks he's a he's a, a wizard. Yeah. He just doesn't do any magic. He's hanging out. How long do you think he can get away before people realize <laughs> something's up? <laughs> hey, hold on, real quick. Hey, do you, can I use your phone? And they're like. Why aren't you using a letter and an owl? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I give it away real quick. I don't I'm not real familiar with the Harry Potter universe, but I think I think it's just a place. I think you can just get the car Hogwarts. Don't they take a car at one point? It flies car? over. Just yeah. flies over. All right. It's just a place. Just Anyways, a- that's a long tangent to jump to Draco <laughs> Malfoy. That's right. The, the the son of the Malfoy family. Um, his dad's just a dick. I don't even think you're going to call him a uh, bully. He's just a villain. Right. And I was going to say, he doesn't, I think, I think Draco gets a little bit of redemption, huh? Yeah. Yeah. First, does not. first of all, what, what makes him less of a, of a bully, this will keep him from ever being Diablo bully is that he's a, um, a chicken S word. <laughs> like, um. Yeah. Like he backs down when he's scared. He's a wimp, sure. you know. And a lot of times, hey, fair, fair point. True. That's what how That's a lot true. of bullies are. Sometimes their mouths That's are true. bigger than their bite, right? And uh, he does kind of show regret. He doesn't kill Dumbledore, or does he kill Dumbledore? I don't know, dude. I don't. Know. I'm not a nerd. Snape does it. I think. I think Snape has to do it. Spoiler alert! After I already <laughs> give the spoil, they're old movies. Whatever. I don't care. But yeah, yeah. um. Yeah, I think like at most, at most, I feel comfortable giving him a hot. I don't think I could even give him a fire. Yeah, um, I like hot as well. I, yeah. If not, if not my, mild, maybe even. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty. He's a pretty garbage bully. He's like, he's the Diablo bully of sixth grade. Mm-hmm. But then, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure, everyone around him starts to hit puberty and gets a little bit of courage yeah. and stands up to him. So like he's he's the dick in middle school who has no friends in high school. That's yeah, how I yeah. see him. Yeah. Well, doesn't he like? Don't they usually just shrug him off anyway? Isn't he like more more annoying than actually hurtful? Or punch him in the face? Oh uh, yeah. 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 He gets a mild. He's gets yeah. A mild. <laughs> he's mild for sure. Maybe even Verde. He's pretty bad at being a bully towards the end there. But um, uh, though Draco is pretty crap at being a bully. This guy has a lot of the same qualities that like True. that cowardice, but he. He continues to get power, and it corrupts yeah. him more as it goes. So let's hop on over to uh, the Game of Thrones universe as we take a look at Joffrey Baratheon. Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head. It's it's the it's the bully in you know it's the bully spirit plus power. That's where he mm-hmm. gets his you know that's where he gets high in the rankings for me. Yeah, he doubles down. He gets worse and worse. He does horrible things to his first wife. He's such a bully and bad guy that they kill him right yeah like i'm so not like, sure bully bully might not be the word is it just a mean kid is that what we were he's a, he's a mean as? kid a mean kid turned into a villain so like yeah. he's that's that's what makes a a, a high-ranking bullies if they grow up and they're still a complete jerk 
Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no change before it's their he permanent doesn't, character. He doesn't get that old, bro. <laughs> That's true. Especially in the books, I think he's probably he's a pretty young villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I think for those reasons, I'm I think I'm willing to get up to fire. Yeah, I'm happy with fire okay, for sure. Good, good. Um, if we're talking about bullies that grow up and continue mm-hmm. to be bullies, um, this next one is 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 one of those because we didn't really see this person until he was a grown up on American Idol trashing people. This man is Simon Cowell. What do you think about Simon Cowell? Here's my thing about with Simon. I've only seen clips of him being mean to people. I have no yeah. clue if he's nice to anyone on this show. Like, is right. he just a jerk the whole time? Because I don't watch American Idol. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I think maybe I watched some episodes of the very first season when Kelly Clarkson won. Spoiler alert. Um, but I, from what I can tell, anyone who thinks they can sing and tries, he puts them in their place. Sure, sure. So, so it's almost like the the light bowling we talked about earlier like when you when you're in high school and the the little prod shows you oh okay i'm being a little too weird drop back yeah you know and then they stop so like he kind of falls into that necessary sure bully i could see that i think he also softened with age he's on um america's got talent now and i think he's not quite the simon cowell of american idol 15 years ago or whatever that was to to add a little bully uh, cred to him though, uh-huh. he's made a, he's made a career out of judging people. That's true. <laughs> I don't know what else he's done since American That's Idol true. started. So that kind of as uh, as the softening pulls him down, him literally getting paid to like judge how good or bad someone is at something and then yeah. tell them, <laughs> kind of moves like, him up a little bit. You can't be a bully just because you're a critic, right? Uh, That's true. I That's think true. for for the many reasons that we have discussed. I'm I'm willing to make him a Verde bully. Yeah, he's pretty. Di- for, he's different. He's meaner different. than many of these other people. <laughs> just just like uh, just like the Verde sauce and Taco Bell, it's about the yeah. flavor. It's not about the heat. I love it. I love it. Let's take let's take this down a few notches, right? Okay. And by notches, I mean years, because we've talked about <laughs> teenagers, we talked about children, we talked about adults. Let's talk about babies and i'm assuming like toddler like she's like how old do you she's think gotta be a toddler right angelica pickles she can't be that because she still understands baby language right, right right yeah so she's got to be able to communicate at some point but she can so, walk pretty well right yeah she she i don't think she wears diapers no right that's uh, i mean on I, baby wouldn't stuff. I wouldn't really know so like if she was a real life kid if she's my kid she's probably at least on pull-ups you know, so, but she's she could probably pour herself a glass of milk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a great metric. <laughs> can she pour herself a glass of milk? It'd be a struggle, probably, but she'd get it done, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, I'm, with I'm abs- really, I'm bad at guessing ages, so I don't want to. I don't want to guess. With age, absent but. parents, though, she might be a little bit older, but it's still like infantilized in her like demeanor. I was going to go like, the opposite. Uh, might be a little younger, but is forced to grow up faster and be independent. Great. At least we're on different pages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's talk about her bullying. Angelica she Pickles. bullies babies. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and she like... Punching down. Like Susie, who's more close to her age. Uh-huh. They're like, they're frenemies. Okay. You know? Um. Uh, I just said her name. Susie. Susie's like the 
the toddler friend to the babies, you know, like gives them guidance, like the wiser adult. But um, you're always seeing her hang out with Angelica, and I don't think they right. clash too much, or I'm completely wrong, and they clash all the time. But um, <laughs> so that's that's what I, why I bring that up is clearly Angelica's kind of that cowardice that comes with being a yeah. bully. That like, right. okay, bully these babies. This one's a little bit closer to my age. Going to be kind of harder to bully you because I'll get pushback. For that, I think, and the consistency, like that's her, that's her cousin, right? That's yeah. Family. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's brutal. I think in the in the movie, she causes like problems that could lead to baby death. It's just lucked out that they don't all die in the woods, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Good think thing you can't that, be tried as an adult. <laughs> yeah, I think for that, I'm gonna give her either a hot or fire. I'll leave it up to you where we go from there. I was going fire. Fire it is. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this may be our oldest bully, as in like the time in which this bully was put into existence. Maybe there's <laughs> yeah, one yeah. others, depending on when uh oh, sure. that happened in US history. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Bluto from Popeye. Ah. That's Popeye, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the Robin Williams version of Popeye? I don't think so. I haven't seen it either, but it looks it looks like a movie that didn't do well in theaters. Was it live action? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Oh. Um, but Bluto, he's uh, the primary villain, as you would, from Popeye. He makes fun of Popeye. He beats up Popeye all the time, which forces Popeye to enter into the anabolic steroid world of <laughs> eating spinach. And yeah. is constantly like stealing Popeye's girlfriend. And not like, not like yeah. texting behind his back, but just like picks her up and carries her off like he's Donkey Kong. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty villainous for a bully too. Like it's he's dancing the line between bully and absolute like villain, horrific person. Right, 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 right. Yeah, um, I, I, I think he lacks some of the things that I like in a bully, which is, is a kid. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> So I think I'm I, I think I would settle on hot or mild maybe hot. I'm going hot. Comfortable. Okay. Hot. Yeah, I'm comfortable with hot. If he was, if he was about thirty years younger, he'd probably be a Diablo villain. Yes. You know, yes, just yes, like yes. going out onto the playground, shoving someone yeah. into the sandbox, and then walking away with his girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a Diablo childhood bully right there. <laughs> That's true. Uh, are you Ooh. a fan of Adam Sandler? I am. I am. I, I'm not like you know real deep, but I love though the mm-hmm. classics. It's amazing. I love his whole career. For some reason, Emily doesn't like Adam Sandler very much or his movies. Um, but yeah. if you were to hop back in time with me, uh-huh. watch this. I've watched this dozens of times on VHS to the movie Billy Madison. And nice. that is where I think the start of the O'Doyle family starts. There's references in other Happy Madison films. Um, oh, okay. But the O'Doyle family. Uh, when Billy Madison's going through school, starting at kindergarten, going through high school, so they could get his dad's company. <laughs> every so, every few grades, he runs into an an O'Doyle, who's the, like the bully. And so, like, it's not just one person that we're ranking here. The right. whole O'Doyle the unit, the whole O'Doyle clan, is yeah. a bunch of bullies. And and then by the end of the movie, all the O'Doyles are in a car driving. And they're just like talking about being bullies and how they rule. O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules. rules. We're the best. O'Doyle rules. And then they like miss a turn and drive off a cliff. 
and we're to assume that they all die. <laughs> it's uh, a, yeah. a family of five. It's like, it's a real life. tragedy in the news, but they're just horrible people we're shown throughout the... <laughs> yeah, we're fine <laughs> with it. So up until they die, I think that the Doyle family, for not only having a car full of bullies, but a lineage of a dad yeah. bully marrying a mom bully. I'm ready. Having kid bullies. This is a Diablo bully family, for sure. <laughs> I'm ready. Plus a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, the O'Doyles rule, and they rule the bullies. For sure. <laughs> O'Doyle rules. Um, I didn't have much experience with uh, being babysat growing up. Uh-huh. I had an older brother, and you know we we're all kind of the same age. We all kind of when it would be time for like Vince to be in charge, we all just basically hung out, you know. Sure. And so I don't really have any frame of reference of what a babysitter is supposed to be like, but I'm fairly certain that how Vicky does it in fairly odd parents uh, yeah. is not the best way to watch a child. It's pretty icky as they say. <laughs> where where you, where you feel about her right now? Vicky, uh, I would say, you know, punching down. We got that. We got kids. Um, so like some of the classic bully things. Mm-hmm. Power um, dynamic. Yes. And I, it doesn't seem to really come from like insecurity, right? There's not like a, she's not, weak she you know she doesn't Mm -hmm. you know there's no weakness shown i guess i should say uh so i think i'm comfortable with hot maybe fire i don't know what do you think she's got hate in her heart and shares it with everyone you know right everyone carries that message in their heart and and she's choosing to spread it you know and so she's staying true to herself that's that's a fire bully if you ask me i think so i like it but she what she has not done is murder um, so some of our bullies have, <laughs> yep, yeah, there's blood the on some people's hands. So, um, we're going to go to Mr. George Eaker from Hamilton and I, I put like from Hamilton and also like history or whatever, yeah. <laughs> but I can't really attest to George Eaker being a bully in us history. I'm not, I, I can't be sure that that's true. Um, so I'm just going to whittle it back to in the musical Hamilton, George Eaker murder. Where do you rank him? He's got to be pretty high because it's not like it's not like the classic villain murdering someone. Like just because someone murders another person doesn't make him a bully, right? Sure. Like sure. when there's a serial killer out on the loose, yeah, they're yeah. not like they're not like serial bully out on the yeah, loose yeah, killing yeah. everyone, you know. <laughs> but he's bad mouth at Hamilton, right? Hamilton's son comes up to confront him, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll shoot you later." And then yeah, that's a good. And move. then they get there ready to have their duel shoots on two or eight or whatever. Is it out of, is it three steps or is it 10 steps? 10, 10, ste- 10 paces. So he's like, he's on like seven or something. And he just turns around and shoots uh Hamilton's son and kills him. And like, doesn't care. Probably goes back yeah. to like where he was beforehand. Just watching a movie. Big. I got someone holding my drink and it just walks off while that guy's <laughs> bleeding to death. So that's a pretty intense bully. Yeah. That's pretty, the good. lack of care of, of life yeah. around yeah. you. Um, and he was, he was talking about about Hamilton at like a college. Was he like a professor or is he like? Was he? No, I think a he was a. Somewhere? I think he was a fellow student. That was my impression anyway. <laughs> I didn't look at much into it. Yeah, I'm but. not sure exactly, but just the fact that like, like ah, yeah. uh, I have a different opinion than you. Okay, right. I'll shoot you for it. That's and then, murder. <laughs> yeah, and then that's it. Well, does he lose points for not? This is like a classic bully thing is like they want the reaction so as much as i love how he just shrugs like little hamilton off (laughs) um, 
I think it's a really cool move, but it, it it's less bully like. Okay, so it's not really targeted, is what you're saying. If he um, could, he literally could have been anyone. Like he could have been at a bar and he knocked his meat over, and he made thou shalt meet me outside and then shoot him. <laughs> like it could have literally been anyone. He was just having a well, bad day. I haven't murdered in a while, you know. He didn't even propose the duel though. Like, right? I've been telling Emily we got to rewatch this thing. I think Philip proposes the duel. I don't think I know that. Is Philip the bully? The duel. Philip might the, be the bully. That is, is where Phillip I was the bully. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just so bad that he just got like. He's just, oh man, is this supposed to be a feel yeah. good moment? Like we feel for Hamilton's son because he's Hamilton's <laughs> son. But like, did a douchebag who's like trying to hook up with ladies all the time and threatens to fight the right. first guy who says something about his dad? Yeah. Like, shouldn't it feel good that, like, up oh, the bully lost? <laughs> so maybe we're... Maybe. Are we maybe. wrong? I mean, Eker still cheats. He's still yeah, a, a, yeah, okay. a cheater of a duelist. So, so two different types of bullies cross paths. Maybe. Maybe. It's like when two Karens get in each other's face. It's like, oh, which one's <laughs> coming out on top? <laughs> Oops. I think for all those reasons, I'm, I'm willing to go mild on him. I'll give it a mild. I'll, I'll accept you there. Okay. I'll accept the I'll mild. It. It's a good one. Um... You big on High School Musical? Not really. I'm familiar with the. I'm familiar with the piece. Um, I may have seen the first one one time, mm-hmm. but I know that yeah, Sharpay is an iconic villainous character. Yeah, you don't need to be in deep to know that. Like that's just a cultural thing. Yeah the the blonde hair girl who wants the best part in the musical, who carries around her mini dog. And it's just like catty to everyone, right? <laughs> the least, the least violent of our bullies. It looks like, I, which you can't I, give her Diablo for that. She doesn't throw down with anyone. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think if I'm remembering correctly, <clears throat> Sam had some thoughts on this, so I'm gonna try and look them up. But I think she had some thoughts on how um, Sharpay was like. She was. She was the musical girl doing the musical thing. Okay, here it is. So I asked her in preparation while we we're doing the notes. I said, is Sharpay uh-huh. the bully of High School Musical? Just to make sure that, like, am I really understanding this correctly? And she yeah. said, it's debated. She's painted as the bully and does some bully things. But in her defense, some random new girl and jock came in and took over her prized musical. So so she could have just been acting out of grief and frustration. It's the entitlement for me. As the, as the Gen C say it. Okay. Okay, but but... I think that's true, but is, is it, it really is justification it that that like you're? Can you really justify her actions because someone that she didn't expect to be better at her at something was better at it than her? That's fine. Like uh, we have a reason, but that doesn't justify. It. Like knowing reasons right. is, is a good thing. Knowing why something happened that's a good thing, but it but it doesn't always justify yes. it happening. But I think that it makes her less of a bully. Is what I'm saying. She was, she was, um, she was provoked, which I think is not necessarily. She wasn't, she wasn't provoked. She put, she made it a provocation on herself. Sure, really, sure, it's sure. Just, provoked, really, it's just life happening. I didn't mean provoked by a person. I meant provoked within her psyche. <laughs> yeah, it was a response to something. Yeah. So it's driving my my ranking down. But what do you think? Where's your ranking? It drives me up. Okay. Especially because, like, I don't know if this is true across the board, but. It feels like musicals in high schools struggle to get students in general. The finding enough kids 
who sure. are all like in unison wanting to do this type of thing. The and then like attack. And then like other kids are coming in for like finally showing interest and then she's just a B to them. Sure. I think that's reasonable. I think what she's think? a fi- I think she's fire. Definitely not Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Really I think uh Chicken Cordon Blue. I think he uh <laughs> I think he's like probably a better bully because he's like trying to hold someone back from something they want to do. Uh-huh. You know? Like, cause yeah. it's not like, it's not like Sharpay wants them to not be in the musical. She just wants the best part. Right. I wish uh, I knew if, if Sharpay had a redemption arc. Maybe in like two or three, who knows? But in the first right, one, there's so much, so. there's so much of the universe that I, I feel like if that were true, I would definitely go for hot. But, uh, I think I can, I can go up to fire. However, if I do find out that she has a redemption arc, I'm go. I'm pulling back to hot. All right. It sounds good. Let's talk about this bully. Um, from the Disney universe, the, one of the classic films, Beauty and the Beast, we got ourselves Gaston. Gaston. Gaston, he's a hunter. He's a trophy hunter. <clears throat> he's tough. He's buff. He's handsome. And he, mm-hmm. it, again, entitlement is a huge factor in, in okay. boys. And he feels like he deserves whatever he wants. For sure. Even when they're definitely not interested. Yeah, yeah, entitlement isn't huge for me, um, but he's got a ton of it. So if it is for you, I could see it going high. Yeah, yeah, and and like it's the manipulation, right? Sure. Like he can rile up the whole town, make sure yeah, that sure. everyone loves him. Like he's a scumbag, but he makes sure everyone loves him. Mm, he does have a lot of people on his side. Yeah, but is that a which does that make him? I don't think that's a bully. I think so. I think a bully has a core group, but. The more people they have on their side, the less people they can victimize. Or they're only on his side because he because he's victimized people off screen. Like um, when his like closest friend gives him a little bit of pushback, he like threatens to like beat him up, beat him up in a way. Could be. Could like he be. flexes on him, so it's like are people just nice to him because he can rip them in half if he wanted to? I don't know. I like this discourse though. I I think I think Gaston's fire. For sure. Wow. For me. For me. I have to give yeah. it a fire. Well. <clears throat> Definitely not Diablo. Was, yeah. I, no, no. I was a, I was working on talking myself into mild between mild and hot. I think I have talked myself into mild. Um, so would you meet me at hot? Can we agree on hot? <laughs> or should we discuss it some more? <laughs> I mean, the guy straight up's not taking no for an answer from that's true. the it's woman he wants to be with, right? Mm-hmm. But he, but it's not like he locks her in a castle for all time because she found his house. Uh-oh. <laughs> and he right? does go to murder the beast that is terrorizing the town, that he thinks is terrorizing the town. Yeah, her dad thinks he's terrorizing the town. Everybody like, thinks that, right? You know, he's a... He's a jerk, and he, he's because of him turning down a sick old lady, his whole castle gets cursed. Does Beast get a Diablo for being a bully? <laughs> he's got a redemption arc, so I can't get him all the way there, but yeah, he's got some vibes, some bully vibes for sure. Yeah, Gaston could be worse, is all I'm saying, so maybe I'll pull it down. We'll meet it hot. We'll meet it hot. Okay. Okay. Hot is fair. Um, let's, uh,. Let's take a trip under the sea. Uh, not to that Disney movie um, that popped in my head when I said under the sea, but to SpongeBob Bikini Bottoms, 
We got a good, uh, our favorite cashier, Squidward, has himself a little, a little bully. The guy who is better at everything and just rubs it in Squidward's face. That's none yes. other than Squill, Squilliam, <laughs> Squilliam Fancyson. Yes. Another one with, <laughs> with <laughs> another bully with power. I mean, he's got wealth mm-hmm. to, uh, to give yeah. him power. He's got talent. He's got wit. He yes. Is, He's good. He cuts deep. He is good. He'll f- he'll find your biggest insecurity and throw it in your face. And I'm not familiar of with the like you know the latter seasons of SpongeBob, but I can't uh-huh. imagine they they redeem him. That wouldn't really make sense. I don't think ever. Interesting. Do Gaston have- gets Gaston gets a hot, <laughs> and, and Squilliam Fancyson is a Diablo boy for sure. I think he's Diablo. Yeah. He's- <laughs> That's crazy the way these rankings go sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I surprised myself. <laughs> hey, you know how Gaston was on his way to murder the main character in the show with a gun? Uh, Squilliam was mean. <laughs> <laughs> and he's mean really, really well. <laughs> oh, this next man. one, we don't, we don't know much about Sid Phillips from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know a whole lot about him, but we do know that he is mean tell me what do you know what do you know about the toys he's not the best brother right oh true 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 he's not the best brother he'll take his sister's toys and break them and then turn them into something else and give them back interesting yeah but he never we've never really established does he truly believe he's making the toys better by doing surgery on them i'm looking for a meme i don't think i'm gonna find it but uh it said something like Sid was creating art. <laughs> he said he didn't. He said Sid was creating art. He he didn't know the toys were alive. They shouldn't yeah. be. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I think that's a really good point. I think yeah. he only bullies the. T- I mean, I think the the uh, the sibling bullying. I think that that's fair. Yeah. Um, but the toy stuff, we really got to throw it all out. Jeez. Yeah. And like, do you think he kept breaking toys after he found out they were alive? Great question. Probably not. He's scar. Okay, so I've seen a couple deep dives on on Sid, and uh-huh. like, so Sid from Toy Story, he becomes a yes. garbage man, which is a community needed job. He becomes a garbage man. That's the theory. That's one of the theories. Okay. Okay. And, oh oh oh. And uh, yeah, who isn't mean to their siblings? A little bit. He could have just been a budding artist. It's pretty Verde. The whole thing that like yeah. he doesn't know that the toys are real. Yeah. I mean, it's a little Game changer. It's a little psychopathic that he personifies them like when he's playing with them, he gives them voices and stuff and then rips them apart anyways. But like just because he's personifying a, an object and then destroying it doesn't necessarily mean that he wants to destroy living things. He's just a kid playing. Sure, sure. That's why Yeah, I, I think he's he's a Verde bully. He's a Verde bully. But it is time. It's time. For the main event. You can't beat it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. Fighting out of the blue corner. (laughs) From South Park, Colorado. Man. Weighing in at too much for his grade. (laughs) Eric. Cartman. 
You know, I was wondering, you know, after all of this discussion, if maybe I would feel differently about the bullying of Eric Cartman. I don't. He's the best. He's a Diablo. Diablo bully for sure. The let's patriarch. Hit the, let's, hit, let's hit some some quality moments. He makes a kid eat his own parents. <laughs> let's just start <laughs> off with that, right? So he's not above murder. And yeah. he forced cannibalism on someone. And it was their own family. And that's because Pretty bad. he... As a bully, ran into a slightly older bully, for like an upperclassman bully, and he showed him who's actually in charge. <laughs> right? Man. Right? He's racist to everyone. Right? Mm-hmm. He starts a band, and he tells Token to get his bass guitar, because he's black. And he's like, what are you talking about, Cartman? I don't have a bass guitar. <laughs> he's like, Token, go to your basement. There's a there's a bass guitar. You're black. <laughs> just, get, just go get your bass guitar. He is right, house. though. There is away. a bass guitar in his basement. He walks away and then he shows up. He's like, "All right, I have a bass guitar. Here's your bass guitar." He's like, "All right, now I want you, want you play it a little bit for me." He's not wrong. He says, he says "I don't know how to play bass." He's like, "He's like, Token, do we really have to do this again? Just play the bass." <laughs> I am making no commentary on race, but yeah. in this situation, he was yeah. not wrong. But the fact that he's like. He's lucking out that the stereotypes are real. <laughs> One of his best friends is Jewish, and he rips on him for being Jewish in every episode for all yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He is the goat of, of bullying. I almost wish there was, like, another level beyond Diablo for our Right, king. right, right. He's the S tier, yeah. Yeah, he's... He's the greatest bully. Like, it makes me want to take Regina down a notch. It makes me want to take the Doyle family down a notch. But Eric Cartman is, oh my gosh. Like, I'll go on TikTok and then occasionally I'll hit like a uh, a South Park clip. And then I, mm. whatever that profile is, I'm, I'm scrolling it, looking at all the greatest moments from South Park. <laughs> and Eric Cartman is not a good, he beat up a little person. Like, he made fun of. An adult Oof. little person so much that they wanted to fight him. And then he fought him. And then, like, beat him up. <laughs> like, they, they fought back and <laughs> forth. Like, it was hilarious. Um, and he never learns. He gets put in his place a few times. He cries. He backs off because he's sure, a coward. Sure. Which is a classic bully thing. Sure. But it never stops him from just regressing back into being the worst person on the show. Every episode is a renewed, uh, a renewed opportunity. To just be bad <laughs> to be so bad so eric cartman congratulations you are the welcome back diablo tier bully yay done it. applause everybody <laughs> um so i think that that's gonna where be where we stop on our rankings for bullies but if there's some bullies from media that we missed and you want us to talk about maybe we'll talk about it on welcome back talk or even we can tweet back at you so if sure, you guys yeah. want to tweet out um your Favorite bullies in media, tweet us at Welcome Back Wire. Maybe, I mean, we'll get the notifications, we'll see it, but if we want to gather yeah. them all together, maybe use hashtag uh, Welcome Back Bully or Welcome Welcome Bully. Sure. What do you think? W- WB Bully. Yeah, okay. Hashtag, do hashtag WB Bully. Yeah, if, even if you tag us, we'll see it and, and we'll, yeah, we'll, we don't get, we'll see Yeah, it. we don't get so many tweets that we need to be filtering. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be lost in the shuffle. <laughs> We promise to respond if you tag us with a bully recommendation. Yeah, and now, now that I think, I think if you didn't know what a bully was uh, through our casual ranking of these yeah. fictional bullies, I think you have a pretty good clear on what a bully can be. 
Uh, so let's just take a moment to decompress and get ourselves ready for the the core uh, talk on this on the subject of bullying. Uh, yes. So we will be right back. We'll be right back. Hey guys, if you want your house to look like Chris's, covered in greenery and all types of plants, be sure to check out Patchwork Planting at PW Planting on Instagram, or you can go to patchworkplanting.com. They're a roadside stand in Sweet Valley, Pennsylvania, where you can get plants, produce, and flowers. If you're not even in the market for plants and produce, go to their Instagram and like their page. Mm -hmm. It's it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. It's all a good follow. Got, you got pumpkins, greenery, flowers. It's it's a fantastic follow. Be sure to check them out at PW Planting. Patchwork Planting. It's in the pot. <laughs> and so, you're right there, Chris. You don't gotta whisper, Chris. <laughs> the podcast has stopped. <laughs> what? I thank you. I thank you. I thank you very much. Can, I know. Can you boil three duck eggs for me and make them into double eggs? Or like, yeah. Better not give you any muddy buddies. That's for sure. If it's okay. Let's do it tomorrow. Do you want to boil inside though? Okay, whatever. Okay, love you. Sorry, bye. What? Oh, oh, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. We we'll, we can discuss it later. I love you. Bye. Bye, Mario. Bye. Thanks, hi. Sorry, she gave me my dinner, and instead of being like, "Thanks for the dinner," I said, "This is how you did dinner wrong." Great. <laughs> Are you a bully? <laughs> Let's rank that interaction right there. <laughs> So not only did you tell her about how dinner was wrong, but you encouraged her to pick up a new task and then gave her pushback mm -hmm. when she said she couldn't do it right this moment. I don't think I gave her pushback. That's a fire interaction. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, that was fun. That was fun talking was about so fun. talking about that stuff. People being bullied by people we don't know. They're fake people. It's like the concept of bullying. So uh -huh. that could be a little fun. But sure. like... I think it's time for us to to talk about, you know, something that a lot of us, like I said earlier, a lot of us leave behind in the past. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. if Welcome Back is going to be our really poor substitute for therapy, um, <laughs> it might be, it might be, this is, this is kind of beneficial. These last few weeks, probably month now, because we put off this episode for a while, mm -hmm. but like having all this time to think about how negative interactions with my peers has affected me over the span of my life it's it's yeah. been an interesting few weeks yeah people can really do a number on you i, I feel like everybody has these stories everybody has experienced this to some degree so mm -hmm. i think we're going to be talking about some relatable things at breakfast i had uh my cousin my aunt and my mom over and i didn't even bring it up but they brought up some of their like Issues they mm. had in high school with like yeah. other mean students. My mom got stabbed. What? By a high school bully. One of her bully like like if my mom got stabbed like a couple inches higher, it would have hit her kidney. With a knife? Yeah. So bullying back then was pretty hardcore. <laughs> I've never been bullied, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then my cousin, she she went through something very similar to what I'm gonna talk about later, but just a, a school bully who was just being mean to her, being mean to her because she was too skinny. She was being she's being made mm -hmm. fun of by a, a larger gal who was probably super insecure about her herself, and so she sure. took it out on my cousin for being so small. And yeah. then my my cousin decked her, and then like got the police called. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any violent stories. I know lots of people do, but Yeah. And we'll we'll get to the more like serious bullying, but I think and to be fair, we may misspeak, we may misrepresent how your guys' experiences are. Sure. But we don't know your story and we can only talk I'm not gonna talk our, about your experiences. <laughs> yeah. We can only talk about our own experiences and sometimes something that's super serious might not feel serious to us. Because from our perspective, it hadn't hit us hard, but it's still serious and we would love to hear. Sure. We'd love to continue the conversation if anyone wants to talk to us about some of the things we talked about. Um, yeah. And some things we're going to like are going to sit and I'm going to talk about how it like profoundly affected me. And it's literally nothing. So like right, sure. where we're starting this conversation is where we first were ever felt like we were bullied. Yeah. Yeah. Turn back the clocks to when we were little lads learning the berries and cream dance. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was hoping you would. <laughs> um, I know that like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It seems like it's nothing, right? But it, it is something that happened to me that has affected my whole life. Sure. My brother, Andrew, calling you out, Andrew, and my brother from another mother, Jason, uh, were hanging out and we're all at the house and we're just chilling. And I'm sitting at the kitchen table, the dining room table, and I have my CD player going, and it's um, Smash Mouth. I have the Smash Mouth CD, and I'm jamming. I got the volume all the way up. I got the headphones on, and I'm singing along. Like, I'm grooving. I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. I'm let, I'm let, I got a song in my heart, and I'm letting it shine, baby. Nice. And I'm like six songs deep in the album and i look over and there's andrew and jason just laughing at me oh no like hysterically laughing at me for singing yeah and i was probably singing poorly because who sings very well when you can't hear yourself that's why like even the greats who are on stage performing wear an inner earpiece so they can make sure that their tune's just right you know so like i was obviously singing poorly and it probably would have been hilarious to see, but as a child who doesn't have his emotions managed correctly, because I'm still just growing and learning what what it's like to be a person, but they're laughing at me so hard that I turned off my music and I like mm-hmm. went to my room. Yeah. And I've talked to Emily about this over the years. I don't sing. I don't sing yeah. in front of anyone. I don't sing when I'm alone, really. Uh, and... uh I kind of attributed it to that, like to how I sure. felt when singing out loud. And that is such a nothing incident. And some people would be like, oh, wow, that made you like not sing ever again. Like, yeah, that's how it affected me. Sure, I, don't, I don't know absolutely. how to explain it, but that's like kind of like where it started. Like when you're a kid and it, and it hurts extra when it's the people, you know, when you're a kid before you're going to school, before you're thrusted into a world where you're surrounded by people you don't know very well. Um, that takes a, a new turn. But before that, and even after that later, when your bullies are like the people that are closest to you. And, and that's not to say Andrew and Jason are bullies to me or had bullied me further. And like, yeah, we've been mean to each other at times and and back and forth. But like, that's something that like, that cut deep, you yeah. know? And it's something like, I st- like that I still struggle with. Mm-hmm. So like, it, bullying comes in like all these weird, and like, it almost feels like you can't call it bullying, but I felt ganged up on. I felt to sure. be made small in a, in a joyous moment to, to make me feel ashamed, you know? Yeah. And like, they, there's no way that them yeah, two years younger than me could have known how that would have made me feel. They saw the, 
the sure. big guy with singing along to Smash Mouth poorly, you know? So, like, yeah, understandably, yeah, yeah. but how that made me feel, it's weird. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, I remember mine's, like, um, music-related as well. Because I think, I do think that, like, music, performance, like, art is something, like, that's pretty intimate. So, like, when you share that with people, it's, like there's something special happening. And when you're a kid, you kind of just give it away. Uh, but when you get old, you learn to be self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, lots of preamble to say, um, me and my friends, friends in quotations, um, it was elementary school. I couldn't even tell you what grade, but we were really kids. And we said we were going to have a band and that didn't mean like doing any music or playing instruments or anything. That just meant we like wrote songs and like basically we just wrote songs and then we submitted them to one person in the band and then they would take them and bring them to their uncle who was a music producer and they would tell us if, and then he would like mark on the paper if it was good or not. Then I was like, Oh, oh, no. oh no. kids lie. <laughs> yeah. And so all of my songs were rejected. And at first I was just like kind of bummed that, this music producer didn't like my songs. And then I remember telling my parents a story and they like broke the news to me that like, Hey, I'm sorry. They're lying to you. It's like, <laughs> and, Hey Chris, uh, music producers don't write in crayon. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and I brought it back to them and like confronted this girl for lying. And huh. then she just like, she d- like ignored it. Like she did do the opposite of doubling down. I don't know what you call that. She uh, you like, caught me and just moved on. Yeah, basically. Day. But everyone was like on board. So it was clear that like I was the only one being lied to or something. Oh, so no. uh, it was something, I don't know. I couldn't say for sure if that impacts me for today, but I would say to some degree, like I was sort of a perfectionist. I don't like really let people in on stuff until it's like as good as I can make it. There yeah. may be some roots in there, but uh, that kind of stuff sticks with you. <laughs> You still write songs? I just started again. That uh, just started is is a lie. I I wrote one like a year or two ago and and yeah. thought I was going to get back into it, but it could it could happen. Follow it, follow follow yeah. your heart, man. I will. Um, and so Try like, stop me. I will. I will never get in your way. And that was like <laughs> that was like elementary school. Yeah. And yeah, there's like mean kids in elementary school, right? That was a particularly mean thing, but in general. We sure, get sure. except there's like there's there's bad kids who like aren't raised very well and they yeah. lash out in school whatever. But then we all get to middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about this episode, get ready. We felt we we've come to this agreement that middle school is the breeding ground for some of the worst bullying that yeah. people will experience sometimes ever. But like the introduction to bad bullying. I think like for for me, it peaked in middle school. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I think by high school, here's my theory. They like the community has zeroed in on a couple topics. We'll get on a couple targets. We'll get there like when we get to high school. But I think in middle school, it's going every which way. And we're just seeing who we can bully, what bullying's like. We're like experiencing and giving it back. It's like all over the place. For me, that was really the peak because I wasn't one of those targets that like ended up being long term. Yeah. Like we're like through elementary school, we're all spread out across our different towns. But then when middle school and high school starts to crop up, they, they bring us all together. And so, like, you've established who's friends and who's who's not friends when you're in elementary school. And then you get dumped into this place with all these new kids. And it's like, you're making new friends. Now you don't have time for old friends. You know, sure. the popular kids at your school might be losers at this school. And it's all about this pecking order. Getting Everyone's trying to figure out who can we rip on the most and everyone else is okay with us ripping on them, you know. Who's going to be my friend? Who's going to be my enemy? 
it it's like you think you're learning what it's going to be like like okay i've been with this crew for like seven years so i kind of understand right. don't talk to tommy hang out with chucky you know and then yeah. you get to you get to middle school and you're like i didn't even know this cast and crew was involved you know yeah yeah, yeah. what do you mean new people where were they <laughs> and <laughs> and it's just it's wild uh it's it's chaos and it's and it's you're supposed to be there to learn and and sometimes when you're making these relationships and coming across certain ways different people unexpected things happen that even the staff doesn't know what to do that is for sure yeah um two of my three big bullying stories are from middle school um, mm-hmm. And I think that actually one of them started in elementary school. So as we talked about before, I was in a lot of different schools over the years, all in the same area. Just like we started in a private school in the area, moved to another private school, then went public school and then to middle school. And then in high school, I switched schools too. So I was all over the place. But when I was in um, Elementary school, I repeated the fifth grade. And the fifth grade is also when my parents were going through divorce. So we switched from private school to public school. So I did fifth grade in private school and then fifth grade in public school, right? And so all these kids in elementary school from the private school, they're still at private school. And now I'm in public school doing fifth grade again. And where this story starts is when I go to middle school and now a girl recognized who I was from elementary school and I used to be a grade higher Oh shit. and now I'm in the same class. And now she let pretty much everyone know like, Oh, what are you doing yeah. in my grade now? Oh, you, you stupid. You get, you repeat a class, you know, yeah. that's kind of like where it started. And there's a few people in me that's noticed, but this, this girl in particular, I'm not going to give her name, but this girl in particular made it her job to let me know how much she didn't like me. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking back and I'm genuinely trying to figure out, what I did to not be liked. And it's one of those classic bully scenarios where I don't think I did anything. I'm not saying I was a, an angel in school and I'm going to talk later about flip, flipping the tables um, yeah. on the bullying conversation. But, but this is someone who targeted, targeted me, made fun of me to my face behind my back. And one of the things that they would do that was truly Something that I don't know how deep this truly affected me, but she would say ooh anytime oh, I was around, passing in the yeah. halls. She'd she look at me and she'd go, ooh. Like yeah. it like as if like to say like it, so many things are said in, in the ooh. Sure, I'm, sure. I'm yeah. gross, I'm ugly, yeah. I'm a loser. Like I have to just like impl- I have to figure out what ooh means. Ooh is not a positive thing to, to hear about yourself. <laughs> yeah. And this girl yeah. would say ooh every time she saw me, no matter how short an interaction it was passing me hall ew and i don't think i don't think I, she did it to anyone else but who knows maybe she was just the school bully who who knows but i know that there's a lot of people who liked her too who thought she was awesome who thought she was cool she was kind of a popular girl in a way yeah. and i was never good with conversations with girls in general we've talked about that in previous episodes and like it didn't help to have sure. my my self worth lowered by someone who's supposed to be the cute popular girl, you know, sure. like everyone thinks she's cool. From my point of view, I don't know, I don't know what demons she handled, yeah. but 
it made me feel horrible. And I, I struggle with this in particular because in life, there's opportunities to resolve bullying. And this will, this is my first bullying story. And then we'll hop to some of Chris's bullying stories from middle school, high school. Uh, but there's, there's no chance to close the chapter and figure out like, why were you such a, a, a punk to me in, in high school? Why were you such a bully? Because she actually died. And mm. I've had the opportunity to talk to some of the people who I've had negative interactions with earlier in life and, and set some things right. And there's some people on my list that I still need to talk to and, and say, like, hey, you were a certain way to me. What was up with that? Because it, it weighs on me. Or, hey, I was rude to you. I'm sorry for that because that's not who I am anymore. You know, like, yeah. and people change over time. You know, if I was to find sure. anyone who used to make fun of me and then talk to them about it, they're going to probably say like, yeah, we were dumb kids, you know. And, right. and to see my bully every year on the date of her passing plastered all over social media about what an angel she was. Like I relived the trauma, like, okay, yeah, it's really sad. She's probably meant a lot of, of, she meant different things to a lot of different people, but, but it's not like she can, she's not someone who just fades to the past. Like there's, there's people who I've had a negative interaction with who I'm friends with on Facebook and I just never see their posts and it's out of mind. But the world stops once a year and I'm faced with my bully every single year. And to, I would have to isolate myself from everyone who I knew growing up for me to not see it happen. And yeah. it's rough. Um, and it's, and it's rough because now not only do I still have the weight of what happened to me, which is just a kid being mean to me, sitting on me as a grown adult, but the fact that I still feel about this way about someone who's had tragedy befall them and I wish it never happened. And, you know, I feel for her family. I feel for the person who she could have become because she was popular. She knew how to get people to like her and she was smart. You know, she was a smart girl. I don't think she did sports or anything. It's like she had a huge future ahead of her. She would have had a fantastic life. And I not only am mad at her for who she was to me, but I'm mad at the world that she never had an opportunity to become something better to become what people think she was, you know, or what she was to them, like to continue to develop, you know, Mm -hmm. that is a, that is a heavy story. Yeah. I figured we should start off with the, (laughs) I mean, technically (laughs) out of the three stories, that is the earliest one. Um, Sure. Sure. But yeah, it's, it's just, there's, there's no reconciliation on it, you know? Right. Right. And that makes it stand. I can see why that would make it stand out. Yeah. Like, there's no way to know, like, did she ever feel, she probably never once felt bad for what she put me through. She never felt, she never, and I don't need her to feel bad for me feeling horrible from what she did to me. But it's like, it's like, I don't, I don't want, if a bully of mine happens to see this, I don't want you to call me up and say, you're sorry, you know? Mm, Yeah, sure. But it's the fact that like someone could just live their life being mean to me and then they're gone and that's the end of the story it sucks in a weird way and again like i wish she was still around even if she was still like even if she would like message me something mean once a month like to this date (laughs) like i'd be fine with that like like yeah i'd prefer that yeah 
to this day, I'm 30 years old. This is a story that started in my life in, in seventh grade. And it still occasionally like hits me. Mm-hmm. I've had her show up in my dreams. Wow. Like it's, it's weird. And I don't know, man. It's almost like a trauma dump. Cause I don't have anything positive to say about it other than like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Does anyone yeah. else have experience like that? Like, I assume. Yeah, I'm sure that that's out there because a lot of people like. I think you're unique in that you want to f- fix it. Like, not everyone is going around like being inspired to track down a bully and say, "Hey, what was going on there?" or apologize to the people they hurt. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are not as uh, self-aware or interested in self-betterment as you are. So, um, but I think that a lot of people have that experience and, and certainly think about it. I think that experience really forces people into reconciling with their non-reconciliation. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? <laughs> yeah. Like you, they could just go their whole lives without really thinking about it or, uh, or maybe they're thinking about it, but you know, if they have an unresolved bully situation, they're just fine with that. But I think that they may be in that situation. If there is a, a closed chapter, I could see that. Yeah. I have uh, one I have a bunch of like silly stories. <laughs> but Give them some silly like, stories. Give them some silly stories, okay, please. Okay, we'll space it out. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I told this one in the past before, so I'll just tell it quickly. And you mentioned it at the top of the episode, but I was at a lunch table and uh, and they brought in – it wasn't like friends. It was like just people that I tolerated. I think they were friends of a friend maybe. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. ended up there and they were not like nice kids. Uh, but they brought another kid to the table and they voted on whether this kid could sit there or not. And um, I didn't know the kid at all, so I abstained from voting because we had learned about abstaining from votes. And uh, You're just putting social studies into action? Yeah, right, exactly. And that lesson just didn't like like solidify for them. Um, so when I abstained from voting, they didn't see it as a vote for no. They saw it as not a vote for yes. <laughs> and yeah. so they were like, oh, you don't want him here? Well, why don't we vote on Chris getting uh, out of this lunch table? And they voted me out of the lunch table. And it was very sad. Jeez. So uh, bullying is a strong word. I do remember one of those kids specifically who I believe is now a pretty good person uh, based on my limited knowledge. Mm-hmm. But uh, he would – were there any ooh is a is a a marker to remember? Yeah. yeah. I remember being called a fairy a lot. Yeah. Is it just from hearing that, is it because of your involvement in like musicals and stuff? Or Yeah, I mean I didn't play sports. I wasn't good at sports. I like mm-hmm. music and that kind of stuff, and so that was enough to uh It's a very to, to be that it's name. it's not a kind insult, but it's a kind way of saying like you're gay. Yeah, oh yeah. That yeah. was definitely That's like the implication. Yeah, they were hand in hand, yes, yeah. for sure. For sure. There's a lot worse so, slurs to be said, but it definitely doesn't feel good to hear, anyways. Correct, correct. Was this one? Um, this was, was one of the kids on the table would call you that? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I'm linking one kid to these three situations. Oh, called gotcha. me that name, voted me out, and I think is a good person now. Um, I could be incorrectly correctly making those links, but so uh, I was also called Chunk for a time um, after throwing up in the hallway of the middle school right before bus dismissal. There's not a worse time I could have thrown up in the hallway. <laughs> it could not Were have they been. they calling you Chunk because you blew Chunks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, it was right. Oh, like, no. Like, I think my bus had even been called or, or the bell rang. Mm-hmm. You know, that was probably the bell rang. They didn't call buses in middle school. So the bell rang. And then I walked like three steps out of my classroom, which was, of course, right by the door that led out of the building. Mm-hmm. And I just made myself a puddle right there. And I just stood in it pretty much, not knowing really what to do. 
Jeez. Um, so uh, that how was. Long, how long did that hang over you? How long were you called chunk uh, for? Not for real long. I think I didn't let it. I again was at another lunch table that like not. They were friends of a friend that were mm-hmm. kind of not nice people, but um, yeah, they 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 enjoyed that. <laughs> more than i did it wasn't a real long time because i like i really didn't give bullies a lot like i didn't let stuff bother me a whole lot or at least i didn't show it um so that it didn't last a really really long time so speaking of lunch tables uh i think i want to hop in right here and give my second bully story so this happened in middle school and carried over to high school um uh what happened was I got on the wrong side of this guy's favor for some reason. And every day for a year, he would call me uh, the F word. F, yeah. F double G. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right to my face. He was like, so like, it was always at lunch. I'm always hanging out with my friends. He's familiar with my friends. And he would come over to say hi to them and call me that, that F word. Every single day. Now, we're told to tell an adult, right? When you're being bullied, when you're being picked on, tell an adult. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm not trying to fight anyone. I'm not trying to get in any trouble. This kid would call me that word. He would say he would beat my butt, you know. Um, It's almost like he was trying to tell me something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But no, I I told an adult. I told a teacher. I told my dad. My dad will tell the school. Administration knows about this. And every day, I'm still getting called this word by this by this guy. Every single day. Every day, I'm being insulted right in my face. And I'm doing nothing back to him. Sure. I don't think I did anything to him to cause this. He just didn't like me. He's kind of smaller. Yeah. I've always been bigger. I, that's, that's a general target I have. He may have had like sure. little man syndrome or something. But I had, sure. there's no reason. Again, I'm not perfect. I've been rude to people in life. I've said the wrong thing to people in my life. Him, I don't think anything, I don't think I did anything to deserve him targeting me every single day. And it just kept building every single day. It's almost like I dreaded going to lunch because I knew that he was just going to get on me and upset me. And so one day I'm like crying to my dad. I was an emotional little kid. I was crying to my dad about it. It hurts my feelings so much. And, you know, my dad's like, don't let him call you it again. And I knew exactly what he meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just don't let it. We, we've talked to administrators, your teachers, everyone. Yeah. Told him, we've told him to stop. The school's probably contacted his parents. I don't know if my dad like hit up his dad. And it was like, hey, you got to tell your son to stop calling you that. And his dad called my dad that and hung up on him. Like, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like that happened or anything, you know. But but one day, the next day after talking to my dad, I'm sitting at the table. He comes up. He's joking around with my friends. He looks at me. I'm laughing like like because uh, he's telling a funny story with his friends. He's like, "What are you laughing at?" Calls me the word, yeah. and yeah, I yeah. and I shut down. I shut down immediately, and then he stops. He finishes up his story. He walks away. I shout hard, and I'm sitting there, just at the table, and I'm stewing. I'm stewing, and so I'm like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a blank." Oh, I'm a blank. Like to myself, like I'm not talking yeah. to anyone on my table. And I'm just in my own head, just like just getting worked up. Like I'm not. I'm not a blank. <sighs> Who's this guy? Think oh, that's it. This is the this is the end of it. And so, like, I'm probably sitting there for like a solid 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> in my head, just obsessing over what he said to me. And like, yeah. 
and like working up the courage to confront him. And so I get up, I get up from the table and I, I go over to him and he's talking to like other people. He might've been talking to like two girls about something. I don't know. That's what, that's what the picture in my head is. And the way in which this room is set up, there's the gymnasium, a stage, and then on the back, and then there's like the curtain in the middle of the stage and then the lunchroom. Right. So there's like levels to the, to the room is what I'm saying. Okay. So he's over there by the edge of the stage talking to these girls and I come over him and I said, did you call me a blank? And it's been so long that he might've forgot he called me one. <laughs> Cause it's almost like he, or, or no, I said, I either said, did you call me blank? Or I said, what did you just call me? And he had to figure out which insult it was he threw at me today. You know, he's saying, he goes, uh, a blank? Like, like yeah. is that what you're asking me? And I shove him right up onto that stage. Like, he falls back, yeah. he slams, and I take my forearm. And I'm, I'm, I haven't always been a strong guy, but I've always been a fat guy. So I yeah. get, I get right on him. I, I put my forearm right on his throat, and I'm putting all my weight right on his throat. I look him dead in the. I'm away from the microphone. <laughs> I look him dead in the <laughs> eye as I'm holding him down by his neck with my forearm and his face is getting so red. And I'm like, don't you ever call me that again. And I'm like, I'm like shoving like my forearm into him while I'm getting this message out to him. And I said, don't you ever call me that again. I don't know if I said, I'll kill you. I don't think I said that. I don't think I said, that. but in my head, Whoa. as you Whoa. get older, as you get older, <laughs> you add to the story. But I think I, I think I, I think I eked out a, don't you ever call me that again. And yeah, I, yeah. I push myself off of him probably by his neck with my forearm. And I just walk away. Dang. It's the middle of lunch. I walk out of the lunchroom. <laughs> You're not supposed to leave the lunchroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An incident just happened. And it happened so quick that I know that the teachers are probably attending to him quickly. Because like, they, they sure. don't even know what really happened. Because it's such a quick, quick interaction. I walk right onto the <laughs> hallway from the, from the bustling lunchroom into an empty hallway where it's just me and my feelings. I start crying. Mm. I'm so upset that I had to do that. Yeah, all sure. Of my, all of my adrenaline has just, has now just been dumped into standing up for myself, and I start crying real bad. And I go to the, I get called to the office later. They call my dad in. They're yelling at me for causing a fight. You know, they're saying like kids could have got hurt when 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 you know you start fighting in, in the lunchroom. And all of a sudden, everyone wants to see what's going on. Someone trips, hits their head, and now they're dead. And I laughed, the I laughed at the principal's face. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? And my dad, like, caught, like before I finished saying serious, my dad, like, like said, like, just shut up. Just shut up. And, and thank goodness, you know, my dad stood up for me. He's like, this shouldn't have happened. He shouldn't have had to do anything. We've called you X amount of times. We've told everyone. You guys know this has been a problem. This has been a kid who's been picking on my son forever. Like, it's not his fault that he had to handle this himself because you guys couldn't do your job. Right. But, of course, I started a fight, so I get suspended. I don't even know what happened to him. Sure. I care less what sure. happened to him. I get suspended. They're like, all right, well, you can get back to class, but the next three days you're suspended. My dad said he's not going back to class. And you know what he did? <laughs> he took me right out to his car, and we went to Dairy Queen, and we had ourselves some ice cream wow. cones to decompress from from that situation. And what now, a story. And now here's, here's where this ties into my three-part story. Uh-huh. Moving forward, he never called me an insult again. Hmm. I'm pretty sure he talked behind my back. Sure. Occasionally, I'd see him and his friends laughing, and then like looking over towards me, and then I'd like look, and they'd and they would um, stop looking at me. 
I think like one time I overheard them saying something about me. I sat down at their table and this is high school now. This is ninth grade. I think I sit down at the table with my bully right next to him and like all of his friends around. I was like, what's so funny guys. What's so funny. They're not going to say anything to me. And I've grown like eight inches since the the, the last incident. And and just one of his friends is just like, just get that out of here, man. Just get out. Just get out of here. And so I did no more physical interactions, no more fighting, no, no more insults to me. I stood up and it was resolved. But the weight of what happened to me is something that carried and consisted, right? Yeah, sure. Fast forward five years, I'm working at Levin Furniture and I walk from my apartment to Levin Furniture every single day. It's six miles, five miles. And I got to walk six miles to work, five miles to work, whatever, whatever one it is. I work and then I walk home. Yeah, that's just, that's just my day. That's just the, the way I live my life, right? And so... I will occasionally, people think that I shouldn't be doing this, but I, I, I love the concept of hitchhiking. I haven't picked up any hitchhikers <laughs> since COVID hit, but yeah, like yeah. before COVID, I was even giving people like rides home, you know, like if yeah. I saw someone walking with a bunch of groceries, I'd be like, get in, let me take you to your house, you know? <laughs> but so I'm just walking and I occasionally, I don't want to walk that six miles. So I'll just throw out a thumb and just, wa- I, sometimes I'd walk the whole way from my work to my apartment with my thumb out the whole way. No one picks me up. But a car pulls over, it picks me up. It's this guy. I almost said his name again, even though we we retaped wow. earlier. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. and so crazy. I didn't I didn't blank this out. I blanked his name out, even though things got better. But I blanked it out because the I don't want backlash on him for the word that he was saying. You know, so You're doing too much. I'm doing too much, of course. But <laughs> this guy, he picks me up, and I was like, oh shoot, blank like his name. I didn't say that. I didn't say the bad word. Blankets mixed up in that. <laughs> Can you imagine if I, if I called him the name as soon as I got in his car? Let's just say, let's just say Tommy. I get in his car. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, Tommy, what's up? And he's oh, like, oh, man. hey. Wow, it's been a long time, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, where are you heading? You know, keeping it about like he's picking me up to drive me where I'm going. I was like, oh, just, just down the road about five miles. And I'm, I just got off work. I'm just going home. It's so, like we're making small talk, and as we get to my house, he says, "Hey, man, I was a dumb kid. You know, I was mean to a lot of people, and I, I, I shouldn't have been. And yeah, you know, I really took it out on you a lot. And I left that school for another school. My dad got remarried, so we left on bad terms. Ninth grade ended, and then I didn't go back to that school. I went to another mm. school. Yeah, and so he said, like times changed. Like I'm not." who I was back then. And I'm sorry for, you know, what happened. I, I really hope that like, there's no bad blood between us and it's water under the bridge. And I was like, I was like, yeah, man, like that was, that was high school, you know, trying to play it off, trying to play it cool. But, but looking back as a 30 year old man on that interaction, you know, he doesn't know where I was at, but he does know that he was rude to me. Sure. And in a moment of chance, we are now yeah, sitting yeah. in a car together. Cool. I could have been anyone he picked up because because I'm walking the same direction he's driving. He doesn't know who I was when he when he picked me up, and he mm-hmm. said he he said that he was sorry for what he did. And while there was zero rec- reconciliation possible for the first story, the fact that there was an opportunity to make things kind of right with him meant the world to me, and that and that kind of changed my outlook on negative interaction. It's probably one of the reasons why I do like when I'm working and I'm not listening to music or, or I'm just like 
have time to kill. And I'm just thinking my mind goes to these places. And sometimes I think like, like, oh, I should hit this person up. I haven't talked to him in a while. Oh, I should try mm-hmm. to make things right for what I did here, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's because I had, I felt, I felt better about everything that happened. It was no longer something, a trauma I was carrying around. It was a story that I have. With the first story, it's it still sits on me as a trauma because I don't necessarily know what to do. Like, I know you're supposed to just move on and try to forget about because there is nothing. But for this, because of the reconciliation, now I just have a story about something that happened yeah. to me. There's no pain in the story anymore. And I hope that anyone who's hearing this, like, maybe you're yeah. the guy, you know, or maybe you're me. Yeah. But bullying, it doesn't have to be forgotten. And it's not a – and it's not – you're not stuck in the past if you don't forget. But sometimes sure. it, sometimes it can be stuck in the past. and the, it, can, it can be a part of your healing. If there's something you can do about it, you should probably do something about it. Yeah. Let's yeah, Before yeah. we get to my third story, did you have a couple others you wanted to hit from high school? Or, or um, I saw you got one that you have highlight, highlighted right here. If we want to hit yeah, back yeah. To I want to go back. Stick around in middle school for just a minute. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have a diverse school? Were you Barely. Like racially diverse? Barely. Yeah. Um, well, is it, do you mean no by that or like kind of, <laughs> um, no, there were, there were like a, a few, but we're like, we're definitely out in the sticks and it's mostly yeah, white okay. out here. Yeah. Um, Our school was too. And I, and I don't know, if, I don't know if it's better in a diverse school. Um, I, I actually don't know if that's, that would be true. But anyway, my school was not diverse at all. I think where there were like, there were probably four or five like minority students in my graduating class mm-hmm. um i think i've talked about my friend before jonathan he, he's uh um chinese his family's chinese so we were really close we still are really close um but i in in elementary school and middle school i was friends with um one of the african-american guys and he i can remember sitting in in lunch with him at one point and someone directed to him a like racially charged like comment and there is like obviously this conversation is huge and it's everywhere and it's important Mm -hmm. and that is like the reason this sticks with me like even as a kid i locked that away that memory away because like you can tell that there is something different about like you know dogging somebody for their race like there's just something different about it for and for stuff like that i can remember like the teacher and for me as a white kid just sitting by this kid like it didn't mean that much to me. In fact, I didn't even really understand it, <laughs> but yeah. he understood it racially because it's not his first rodeo. Um, and he told a, a teacher and that teacher really reacted. And so it was very confusing to me. Like, I mean, he, I get called names too. Like, what is that? Why does that make a difference? Uh, oh, it's a racial thing. Like, so what, you know? So I really like learned in that moment how, like important how different that is um as far as bullying like the like a racial like comments and slurs and and i think you know (laughs) many have dabbled you know (laughs) in the in in racial insensitivity uh and some worse than others but uh it it was really alarming to see it happen to a friend next to me And, and in that moment i like started to learn why it's different and why it matters so much um and I didn't even that didn't make my original copy of the notes. That one just came to me while we were talking. Yeah, because um, it was it's I've I've locked that away and it, it definitely mm-hmm. stands out. Yeah, I don't know what it's like to be a minority in America, right? Uh-huh. 
And I've heard talk from white people who I disagree about that it's hard for everyone, you know? Yeah. And it's hard for different reasons, but like I've never been made to feel bad because of the color of my skin. Sure. And I can only imagine, right? I can only, I literally can only imagine. But if someone, if someone were to make fun of me for my race, like if I was a minority, like it's not like you just made fun of me. You've now insulted every single person in my family. Sure. You've insulted my call. Like it has to hurt so much worse. Right. And like, I'm glad that your teachers reacted. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I couldn't tell you it was a proper response. I didn't, I don't remember that deeply. I just uh-huh. remember it being a, an abnormal response. Yeah. Yeah. Did, um, did bullying slow down as you got a little older, like in the high school? Yeah. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, like I think it, it slowed down for me. I didn't get bullied as much, mm-hmm. but, but certain people, it, they, I think it honed in on the targets mm-hmm. and those like particular people that were uh, homosexual, that were poor, like, like there was a lot of like, this person is dirty conversation mm-hmm. in our school. So like we, we narrowed it down super, uh, you know, ugly people like that. They would yeah. narrow people down for these particular things. And those were the people that like really got, uh, all of the bully bullying yeah. was concentrated on a few people. That's kind of, I don't know. That's a theory I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like when you get to middle school and everyone's thrown together, they're trying to establish this new pecking of order of who's, who's popular and who's not. And by the time you get like through high school, it's well established that like, right. These are the whipping boys. These are the ones mm-hmm. that everyone can slap the books out of their hands, you know, sure. give them a wet willy, pull their underwear, you know, like not that it actually yeah. happens in real school, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the time you get to high school, it's pretty established. These are the weird kids it's okay to make fun of and no one will give you crap for it. These yeah. are the kids you don't make fun of because they all have friends and they'll be an issue, you know? Yeah, right. And so my final bullying story is flipping the narrative where there's that pecking order and at the bottom there's the one that there's the one that everyone's they're fair game pretty much to everyone. Everyone can make fun of these people. And sadly, I participated in being mean to uh, one of these kids. Um, and it took me a while. It took me a while to realize how mean I was to him because you roast your friends all the time, right? And sure. the kid I'm talking yeah. about, he's someone who would sit at our table sometimes. He'd be a part of our conversations, you know, but he was the lowest of the group. And everyone was mean to him and it felt like it was okay. And he would give it back too. Give back. It doesn't make it right what we gave to him, but he would give it back too. He he as as much as he would get bullied by other people, he would push back. He would stand up for himself and he would try to zing you back, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it escalates sometimes, like like shoving someone or slapping books out of their hands, like I said. Like and I know that I was particularly rough on this kid. And I wouldn't wanna outright say I was his bully because everyone was ripping on him, but he was bullied by a lot. And I was a part of that system. Yeah. Being mean to him because he had acne or he was ugly or he was weird and didn't, he he just, he didn't give the responses and conversation that you would hope someone would. So like, because he was different, people were mean to him and I was a part of that. Yeah. And it took me a while to like have that, memory 
in the back of my head, like unlocked and like relive that and think like, that's a really messed up thing that happened. And it, it throws me back to that previous story of like the reconciliation. So I never saw that kid past ninth grade when I switched schools. And so I'm in college now when this dawns on me, like I should see how this kid's doing. I should apologize, you know, for how I treated him. And I'm looking up on Facebook. I'm trying to, trying to find this kid and I don't see his profile anyway, anywhere, but I find his mom's profile and he is a veteran. He served the military and as a member of the military, when he would go to the doctors for his checkups, they found something. It turns out it was cancer and he had died a few years ago. And so I had just been, I had just spent hours trying to find this kid because I feel so distraught over how I treated him. And now I'm back to the other side of the coin where there's no reconciliation and I'm the one who needs to say sorry. Yeah. And I bring that up, you know, this isn't really like a call to action podcast. Again, this is us just like talking about life experience so that our friendship gets better, but also other people sure. can have, it could spark conversations with other people, but like sometimes it can be too late to do the right thing. Sure. And for me, it was years too late and I still, and now I don't even know what to do. Like, do I put on the fake face and say something kind to his mom? Like, Hey, you know, I just heard the news. I'm so sorry. He was, he was a cool guy in, in high school. Just wanted to give you my condolences. It, it, it's super late, but I, I didn't know. Or, or do I say, Hey, I used to bully your son. Sorry, he's sure. dead. You know, like it's, it's like, obviously I wouldn't word it that way, but like, it feels, yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like we're like, okay, maybe she, like, who knows where she is in her grieving process of her son. So, but now I'm going to let her know like, Hey, like I was mean to him and now he's gone. Sorry that I was <laughs> yeah. mean to him while he was here, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Those are like, yeah, there's a million people who I've interacted with in my life. There's been positive interactions, there's been negative interactions, but those are like, when it comes to bullying, when it comes to being mean, physical altercations, name calling, all that stuff, those are like the three biggest things that pop up. Th- yeah, there's probably been other bullies in my life and I've been mean to other people too, probably. And when those memories come to mind, when I can like zero in like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Like, I'm going to try my best to reach out to those people because who knows how that's sitting on them. Yeah, sure. And like, what if I, what if I realized like, oh, like, oh, frick, when I was in 11th grade, I was like particularly mean to this one person and, you know, now they're gone. And that's another one that I never got to make things right with. Or maybe there's someone sure. who's, who's struggling in life because maybe not just because of me, but because people were mean to them. And it just takes one voice to say like, hey, however people treated you, they shouldn't have treated you that way. Yeah. But for him, he doesn't have to live with it, obviously, uh, because tragically he got sick and passed away but now i have to live with the fact that i was horrible to someone yeah and i can't i just have to forget about it i just have to try to be better and move on but there's no way i could ever communicate to him how sorry i am for what i have said to him or have done to him yeah yeah i this is not uh a therapy but there's there's probably something that like 
you can do. I I don't know if it's going to mom or going or or writing a letter and you know deleting it. You know yeah. something like yeah. like it seem it's more. I don't know. At least in this stage, it's more about you than it is about him. Yeah, you know he certainly doesn't care. So yeah. like if yeah. there, if like there is a way that would work wanna, for you, his mom probably doesn't want to live through his son's trauma. You know. Yeah, I could see how that would be hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's there is like the super cop out way. Where like it would kind of make his mom say, "Hey, hey, I was thinking about your son. You know, I I didn't realize he passed away. I'm so sorry for your loss. He seemed like yeah. I did have I did have positive. That's the thing. Like, sure. not everyone's an outright bully. It's not always the the sure. TV drama, the the movie bully. Like, I've had positive interactions with a kid who I participated in bullying with. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it wouldn't be a lie to say like, oh yeah, I remember having lunch with him. He seemed like a cool kid. Because looking back, like he's just an eccentric kid, you know. Sure. Yeah. You know, he just had a a personality that sometimes rubbed people the wrong way. But it, but we're all stuck in the same building for several hours <laughs> a day, you know. Right. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe even just talking about this on the podcast, even if no one hears this episode, Something. you know, it's it it's nice to get these thoughts out. Sure. Sure. Yeah, bullying definitely slowed down for me in high school. And so I wanted to ask you, um, after high school, mm-hmm. is there anything that like, what do you think about bullying today? What stands out to you about what does bullying look like as a grown, a grown up? You know, it's great to get out of school, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. like, like you graduate now, you no longer have to go to the building that no one wants to go to, but we all have to go to, you know? Yeah. And like, you yeah. try to work your way into like, creating a life now but there's naysayers everywhere man sure sure like one of the first instances i had of of someone bullying me after i got out of school was just someone who like just said something mean about me behind my back i struggled with my living situation because i left my my dad's house and i was and um I didn't necessarily have a firm place to live, but I had a place I was staying. And this kid would talk about me behind my back. He'd say I was the bum of Monroeville. He'd make fun of me mm. because I was going through a pretty tragic thing. Yikes, I was, yeah. I was struggling with homelessness, and he made fun of me for being the homeless kid. And, you know, he doesn't know that I know that. But it's, it's you know, a lot of times when when we get older, it's not the overt bullying. You know, sure, sure there's someone who will flip you off from their car, a little road rage. Yeah. You know, someone's something happens and now they're upset. And now they want to throw it down. I was a bouncer for a few years. I've had a few people who wanted to fight me, but it was never for for who I was as a person or who they were as a person. You know? Yeah. But like, as we get older, it's it's gossip, slander, backtalk. You know? Sure. Yeah. It's in the workplace. Yeah. It's it's people getting passed over for promotions or like we had one girl who needed a couple extra days off, and so she like gave up a few of her shifts from a restaurant that I was working at, and then mm-hmm. the the manager just like gave her fewer shifts moving forward. It's yeah. not like she wanted fewer shifts forever. She was maybe going through something or like had an opportunity. Maybe she had an opportunity for a vacation with her family. And now because she took a few extra days off, now she just works less and will make less money because how dare she inconvenience me, the manager. Right. I don't like, I can't think of any grown up bullies that I've experienced, mm-hmm. but um, I, I've got some, family dynamics that are bully adjacent <laughs> mm-hmm. like some really like manipulative stuff that goes on in my family um they're like my mom's side of the family has like very high standards for like what you should do mm-hmm. you know like 
it is clear that you should do this. And if you don't do this, I'm going to shame you for not doing this or shame you into doing it. You know, that kind of thing. Like, uh, there was a story about my brother's stacking wood and my uncle like said something like made a comment about like, are you proud of that? Like saying like you stacked wood bad. (laughs) And he said something like, are you proud of the work you did there? There were kids, you know, and that, that comment like got a lot of heat in the, in our family for a minute yeah. and uh and nobody's nobody's perfect but like there are certainly some themes in a lot of family members over there um that i have felt like i don't know again bullying doesn't quite seem yeah. like the right word but it's definitely bully adjacent yeah. um that i'm like that i am like i don't know maybe it's just the baggage that like mm-hmm. i walk away with after i have a conversation with some people about you know something they think i should have done and i didn't do and then i get hollered at by you know grandma in, in an undeserved way yeah um, that's the closest place i come to yeah. uh, maybe it's a feeling too it's like it's a similar feeling of like i'm not good enough maybe yeah. that's the relation it, it makes me feel a similar way to being bullied yeah like i've there's like one person in my family who like looked down on me for not getting a job right out of high school, not having a career because I didn't want to go to college. And it mm-hmm. took me a year before yeah. I realized what I wanted to do at the time and then go to college for it. But up until then they talked bad about me. And like when I moved out of my dad's house, I was, they would talk bad about me, say that like, it's kind of tied to me becoming a Christian. Why I ended up leaving my dad's house kind of, but also it, it, it was them putting rather than it being, thinking about how to word it, but it wasn't my religion that made me move out of my dad's house. But they, anytime someone would, would talk about like, Oh, so I saw Mario moved out. They would say like, Oh yeah, he's a persecuted pilgrim. You know, like they would make fun of me for my, my faith and my beliefs and, and then completely whitewash whatever they did that made me sure. have to change sure. my life, you know? And I have my screw ups in life were pretty low with family. And so I've had the displeasure of hearing other people in my family talk about other people in my family who had made huge mistakes, whether it's, whether it's through drugs or car accidents or DUI here or, or, uh, you know, a charge there. And it's like, they'll cut in, they'll cut into people who they're supposed to love. Yeah. And they'll think it's okay because that person screwed up and you, my life's together. Why can't they have their life together? And it's, and I always find myself like, one time I was one time, one time I was in there and they were really talking bad about someone. And they said, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Well, I don't like to gossip about people." I'm like we're not gossiping, we're just talking. I was like, "Yeah, this is gossip, and I don't really want to, you know, I'm not, if they're not here, I'm not going to badmouth them behind their back." And then they didn't talk to me about that type of stuff anymore. And, Ugh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they probably they probably just started talking about me behind my back, saying, "Oh, that guy's really sure. uppity," you know. Sure, sure. Or like they'll be going really hard on someone, um, and I'll like cut off the conversation, be like. They're not dead. They're what? Yeah, yeah. They're what? Late 20s? They have a lot of life ahead of them, you know? Who's to say that's who they're going to be the rest of their life? Sure. You know? Well, they never listen to that. Yeah, they don't listen right now. Maybe they'll listen in 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, think about what you're saying. Like, they're family, you know? But some mm-hmm. people... Some people treat relatives as their soap opera. Like it's like a source of entertainment to hear about how another person in their family is screwing up and it's, it sucks to have it done about you. And it sucks to hear it about someone that you care. Like, yeah, like we all know that this person's struggling with something. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you reacting this way? And I'm reacting this way. Like, yeah. Like I see a family member member in crisis 
and I feel for them. You see a family member in crisis, right, and they're just another screw up. Hey, sure, you sure, hear sure. about so and so screwing up again? Like, yeah, yeah, it's painful. <sighs> this is, this is like, <laughs> we gotta wrap this thing up. God. We got into a really dark hole. <laughs> yeah, prick. Yeah, <sighs> I don't even want to talk about friend group bullies because. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to bully Sam in college by telling her that, like, are you ready for the test today? (laughs) (laughs) I have to have a a moment with my, like, new friends Uh where I have to say, I always say, like, this is the point where I start to lose friends because, like, when I get close to people, I don't know if it's the Irish in me or what, but, Mm -hmm. like, when I get close to people, I will start making fun of them. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a, like, I don't know, testing boundaries. It's a, like, this is how I know that we're close. And some people, it hurts their feelings. That's what I say. I say. This is the point where I start hurting people's feelings. That's what it is. Yeah. And uh, I've said that a lot of times to new friends to kind of prepare them for for me to be mean to them. <laughs> hey, have you ever been arrested before? Uh, be prepared. Because <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you so much that I'm going to make fun of you now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's in jest. And like sometimes, you know, it has. it's very rarely happened when I've had a friend who I've like, who I've like, what do I want to say dunked on? Oh, that's good. No, I like it. Yeah. But like, but to their face, just roasting someone, and then be like, "Hey, man, that's too far." Like, it's never really happened because yeah. I kind of know what's too far. But like, sure, but it happens. I have sure, sure. I'm, I'm just happy that like the friends I have, I haven't pushed away. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. This is this is a pretty. I think this is a pretty important conversation. You know, sure, is this the best sure. podcast ever? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But but is the, this conversation need to happen? For me, sure. it's time for me to face you know my like. If anything, this podcast is a diary, you know, and yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people who can relate with a lot of different things. Maybe some things over your head. Maybe some things you you're like, man, that bothered you. But like, maybe maybe when this podcast is over, you don't just hop onto another podcast. Maybe you take a moment and, and take some inventory, you know. Yeah. You can find some small group discussion questions in the uh, show notes. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> That'd be fun. Like, yeah, tweet tweet when you bully people. <laughs> I want to come back oh man, yeah, freak. Oh, what a what a pod. Oh, We've gosh. done it. Oh, man, there's a little more to come. I was a little, I was a little worried, or we're not worried. I I understand the dynamic of this podcast that we talk about serious things that run deep. Sometimes, yeah. There's gonna come a day when I cry on this podcast. Oh, I can't wait. As I've gotten older, you know, I never cried as I was well. I, you listen back to the podcast. I cried a lot when I was younger, but sure, sure. But it used to take a lot to just make you cry. But as you get older. You cry. I've just become more emotional as an adult, you know, through self-reflection, yeah. through, through just having my perspective opened, and you know, I thought this I might have got close, but I thought this might be the one where like, I'd, I might get a little emotional, and I think, I think I held it together pretty well. It would be okay if you didn't. Yeah, maybe after we hang this up, I'll start crying. We'll stay on the okay, Zoom. We'll, we'll have a cry sesh, you know. That'd be fine. I'm gonna have a rough time sleeping tonight. We're gonna sleep like a baby. Who knows? I usually sleep like a rock, anyways. Let's just <laughs> let's take a moment to reflect, and we'll come back with some recommendations and some thank yous because we do appreciate in this wild journey of our 
life stories. Uh, we do appreciate you guys tuning in, giving us words of encouragement, and talking about the the contents of these episodes. So uh, with that, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey guys, and if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you've already heard about the IWEP Network. The IWEP Network is uh, the the child of uh, our, our good friend, Tony. He's someone who's helped us a lot as we've explored these subjects and entered into the podcasting world. He's always there for us and he has been there for a lot of other great shows. So if you enjoy podcasting, you're always looking for something to add, be sure to check out the IWEP Network where there is some fantastic shows. They have the Bang Beers podcast. They have two wrestling podcasts. They have interviews with everyday people where you, you who are listening to us talk right now, could even hit him up, tweet at him, and he'll put you on the show because he's happy to talk to anyone about anything. Be sure to check those shows and all the other great shows on the IWP Network out right now. Well, I, mean, I mean, once this episode's over, don't, don't, don't go away. No, just in general, I didn't know if you guys had like a side hustle because we, we should probably sh- shout that out if you yeah. had one. Appreciate it. When I write my book, I anticipate being on here. Want to read in the future? Follow Chris McNamee. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get you on one day. Budding author with his breakthrough novel. I'm not writing a novel. Heck no. Want to learn something? <laughs> Years from now? Follow Chris. One day, he'll write it. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. That was that was something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I feel I feel different than when I started this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. But let's let's hit these faithful listeners with some recommendations. They made it this far. What? Somehow, Alexa thought that I was asking her about numbers. Like the definition of 50. The definition of Alexa, 50. stop. What a dumb thing, you stupid robot. I, that's, my, that's my personal outlet for bullying. Bullying my Alexa. <laughs> like, I'll ask her a question like, what's the temperature outside? And then... I hope she didn't hear me again. Lexi, anytime I'm talking to, yeah, yeah, to the robot in the room, I'll like ask like what the weather is, and she'll just go on about like about like the the chances of rain, and it's gonna be cloudy, mm-hmm. and at this point in time it'll be. And I was like, I just want to know what it currently temperature was. It's true. How it's many true. times I have to say, robot stop? Is just <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not having a conversation. We're not friends. Tell me what I want to know and shut up. <laughs> Did you see the space station? The International Space Station was in view two days ago on Friday night. I did not know this. I missed I it. I can't wait to talk about space on the next episode of Welcome Back Talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I freaking, I'm excited to hear about it. Um, let's, hit, let's hit these uh, backers with some recommendations. What do you have to recommend? All right. Okay, so um, as you maybe know, if you're following along with Welcome Back, Sober October, I'm doing keto for Sober October, so I'm having, I had eggs and pork chops for dinner, and um, the I'm a sweet tea guy, I don't know if you know this about me, mm-hmm. you do, because yeah. you lived with me where yeah. I made it every other day That's how we got ants. for two years, That's not how we got ants, <laughs> um, and somebody would do the dishes, we probably would have less ants, and so- Ants were on um, dishes, ants were on the tea. 
They were not on the tea. You were drinking ants. You're like, oh, why's my why's my iced tea so chunky today? <laughs> so I had to find something. Sweet tea, sugar has a ton of, of carbs in it. So mm-hmm. I had to find something else. Um, and I had heard a little birdie told me that the new Coke Zero Sugar was great. Um, and I didn't believe him because I don't trust people who like diet pops. But uh, but it is good. I, did we talk about Coke Zero on Welcome Back Talk? <laughs> yeah, probably. I think we did. But the moral of the story is it tastes like Coke for like two seconds. And then the, the aftertaste kicks in. But I'm getting used to it. And so now it's just Coke to me. So that's my recommendation is Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Guess what? Zero calories. Zero fat. Zero carbs. Zero sugar. I it's ho- a godsend for me right now. I hope they sponsor us one day. <laughs> Coke Zero Sugar. Now, more delicious. Wow. It's on the can. Now more delicious. We took we took the old formula and checked how delicious it was. And this new formula, even more. <laughs> uh, Twice as many deliciousnesses. Um, I recommend our listeners, if you're looking for some entertainment and you're fans of music, Halsey's new album, um, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. It is so good. I've never felt so much like an empowered woman in my life. And so... <laughs> Check that out. It's pop. It's, it's like rock. Me. It's alternative. It's it's so good. It is it is so good. Um, and then also another album that I've been listening to on repeat recently is Pressure Machine by The Killers. Um, it's their second mm. album they've put out since the pandemic started, and it is so good. Check it out. It's like a it's like a it's depressing. Um, if you're a fan of brand new, it's got that same like vibe to it uh subject wise but it still has the same talent and performance that you expect from the killers it it's really like it's almost like a it's almost like the album is a documentary on small town life so be sure to check out Mm -hmm. pressure machine from the killers and if i can't have love i want power by halsey's i've been listening to both of them on repeat i'll listen to one and then switch to the other and i'll go back to the to the first one when i'm at work sometimes cool Love it. I will check out. I will check out for sure. I'll check out the killers. I might even check out Halsey. We'll see. It's so good. I'd love to feel like an empowered woman. I think Dave would really like the Halsey album for some reason. He gets to music faster than anyone I know. I, I'd imagine he's he loves it already. Okay. <laughs> uh, any any thank yous? Any tweets? Any people we got to mention? I I was out of that fire on Friday night where I saw the space station and I looked around the circle and I said I called out every person at this circle. <laughs> Uh, by name <laughs> recording on Friday. <laughs> so I uh, just got some great friends. I got, you know, Neil, Candace, and Evan listeners. My wife, Sam, she's a great listener. Dave. I don't know. If, I think Dave's going to start listening more, especially when I said I called you out by name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my friend Andrew's starting to get into it. So I mentioned him in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Benny extended warranty. Um, we got lots of, lots of friends of the pod. Yeah. Giant shout out to Jake. Jake and the Mead clan in general as, for buying our. That's true. I don't. Do you have any welcome back merch yet? I don't. Me neither. Yikes. And and two out of the four Meads have our merch. They're nailing it. Who knows? Their dad and mom might be listeners too, because his mom had some comments on me wanting to do the gallon challenge. So I got. I got to talk. And how you sh- definitely shouldn't. Yeah, I gotta talk to her soon. See if I'm gonna like, get in like physical trouble if I try this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, huge shout out to uh, Emily, my partner, but also Jake's sister Emily for being a valued listener, and Jake himself, the man, 
the myth, the legend, uh, for True. being such Found a supportive, such a supportive uh, guy in these endeavors. And like, I was True. talking to him recently. He was like, he's like, man, usually I can tell like when you record things by what we talk about, and we just talked about something, and then it was on the pod immediately. I was like, it's like, yeah, we're usually <laughs> a, a week ahead, but we kind of got behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you. Every, every listener, if we didn't shout you out, know that we wish we, we had, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you to the IWP network and Tony for having us be a part of that group. Uh, be sure to check those things out. Follow me at Mario Miley. You can find me online at Chris McNaney and you can follow the podcast at welcome back wire, tweet us, whatever. And we will interact with you. And, uh, True. with that, we'll, be right back we'll be right back bye oh my god just do your stupid okay